Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bowman Chronicles podcast. I'm in Bristol, Tennessee tonight, Little Sinking Creek Farm, sitting here by the fire with my production guy, Mr. Dylan Holly, and uh, we have a very special guest who uh, in the hunting world in our area in Southwest Virginia, um, and you know across the. Uh, the eastern United States doesn't really need a uh, an introduction, but I'm going to introduce him anyway. So uh, this gentleman has uh, one of the best hunters I've ever hunted with. He's old school, and I will tell you, folks, he is one of the best, if not the best, turkey caller in the southeast. Uh, so, Mr. Travis Belcher, thank you for being on with us tonight, brother. So good to talk to you, and how you been? Uh, thanks to ha- thanks for having me, Mark. I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, been good. Been uh, been hunting hard. I know it's only the thirteenth of November, but I started in West Virginia, and I yeah, I ain't I ain't stopped. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm finished strong. How's the family doing? Uh, everybody's doing good. Little girl just turned thirteen, going on twenty twenty three, I guess, and little little man he's about the size of me and he's just 10 so (laughs) buddy growing like weed yeah it goes by quick it goes by quick hours are uh we've got three 16 year olds and a 17 year old and they're uh they're getting ready to turn 17 and 18 so it uh it flies by as you as you know so oh absolutely absolutely they're they're there's something else the, the, the what they learn at their ages now i you know i didn't learn so i was probably even out of out of school you know it's just it, it blows me away with the, the knowledge of, of the kids and just it, well and the things they come home with and just how smart they are it just they they adapt really well and i mean they can pick up on things and it's just it's unreal like these computers and all that stuff i mean they know more about all that stuff than i do oh yeah Oh yeah, I, it is it is amazing. That's for sure. So, well, I'm glad everybody's doing well, man. And I, once again, thank you for coming on tonight. I I know we uh, got a little bit of a late start, but uh, um, I really appreciate you being here. And you know, Travis, you and I met uh, back in 2017, I think it was, and 2018 was our first hunt together. <laughs> what a memorable! It was a spring gobbler hunt. And, um, I had, uh, had booked it with you and we, I, I tell everybody this, Travis, it was one of my most memorable hunts. I call it the five shot gobbler, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I have yeah. never. So folks, uh, Travis and I, he, he picked me up that morning and, uh, we, uh, we went into this area and Travis told me, he said, now we're going to we'll have to walk a little ways. He said, but there's a lot of birds in here. And, you know, so we, we started out before daylight and, uh, so we stopped, I don't know, it was probably four or 500 yards up into this area we were in. And, and, uh, Travis said, this is sit right here for a few minutes and let's see if what we hear. And man, hell, it wasn't, I, I guess probably about five minutes. There was, there, there was gobblers everywhere, but there was one specifically and he was close to us. <laughs> And, uh, and you said, uh, okay, okay, here's what we're going to do. Just set up right here. And you had me set up, man. And it was just perfect. I mean, you, 
we uh, I sit down and and you got set up behind me. You knew where the gobbler was pretty much going to come off roost. And folks, when this bird yeah. <laughs> when this bird came off roost, <laughs> Travis, uh, uh, of course, being the prolific turkey caller that he is, and I will tell you this: Travis knows how to talk to turkeys. Um, Travis, that thing was almost in my lap. <laughs> Well, I, I wasn't trying to get him to peck into your gun barrel. I was trying to get him to come in front of you. But he, <laughs> he, uh, from where I was positioned, I was off to say you're, you know, if you're facing 12 o'clock, I was off to your 3 o'clock side and in front of you about 20 yards, but off to your 3 o'clock. And that bird come, say, you're 11 o'clock. And then he come around, you're 9 o'clock. And he was, you know, he was within feet of you. If they, I couldn't see you. I could see you, but I couldn't see the bird. I heard that first shot and I was like, man, I, was like, I know that bird was close. Yeah, that was, and then the fun part. <laughs> well, he, he was close. All right. <laughs> so this bird, Travis had me set up on this logging road. I was only about, you know, probably, I don't know, two or three yards off this logging road. And the bird was to my left down in a, uh, down in a holler. When he came off roost and uh, and Travis called that bird up over that logging road. Now you got to think about something. I'm sitting there, and and this bird pops his head up and he's coming across this logging road, and he's five yards from me. And I mean, he's spitting and drumming, and I was like, oh my gosh! I mean, I'd never experienced that before, you know. And, so I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm perfectly set up and I'm like, man, what am I going to do? I, you know, I'm trying to shoot him in the head and he's coming. I mean, this bird was getting ready to walk over me. And so finally I just pulled the trigger. Well, of course, in true Mark Bowman fashion, I missed his ass. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I, I tell you with these, you know, the, 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 the hunters that I've hunted with over the years and, you know, everybody wants that type pattern and, and they want to take his head off, but they don't take in consideration sometimes when that bird is at five yards, you know, you want to kind of move from that head to maybe down into the lower part of that neck in that, what I call the waddle there, that, that red section and, and, and tear him up right there. Give you a little more to, <laughs> a little more ground angle, you know what I mean? Well, that's what I should have done. So I missed him. And then, so me and Travis both stand up because I didn't see where he went. I mean, it all happened so fast. And Travis looks at me, he says, where'd he go? Where'd he go? I'm like, I don't know. Well, we're standing there and all of a sudden this bird takes off flying and Travis goes, there he is. So I put the gun up and I shot at him in the air and I hit him. And so he, he goes, he glides off to the ridge on, on down off this ridge to our right. Travis looked at him, he goes, you hit him that time. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's going to think I'm a total idiot. Because <laughs> the first time we'd ever hunted together. And I was yeah. so excited because I do get excited. I still get that hunting feeling. So, so we, uh. We get up there and there's you know, a bunch of feathers and stuff where I'd hit him. And we found a couple drops of blood actually too, uh, where I'd hit mm -hmm. him actually while he was flying. And mm -hmm. so Travis, you know, you know, 
being the uh, the true turkey hunter he is, he says, all right. He said, Mark, we're going to have to go track him. And so come on. So we head off this ridge and we get down there. And I don't know, it was probably, what, 100 yards, Travis? Yeah, probably 100 yards where we uh, where we was originally set up. And we was in that, like the, the mountain laurel and stuff. So you couldn't see a far distance. And I, I mean, you know, a wounded turkey, buddy, they'll, they'll hunker up in that stuff, getting a log or getting a brush pile and hide. You can't see them until you're right on top of them. And I knew, I was like, if this turkey decides to come up out of here, I said, Mark, I said, I'm hitting the ground. You just shoot that turkey. <laughs> and uh, that's exactly what happened. It was, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> like a pheasant and, and Mark shot and feathers went everywhere and I said, where'd he go? He said he went down, but I could and then we tracked him again, didn't we? We tracked him again. And so, so we get down there and Travis saw him. Um and he was probably, I don't know, about forty yards from us. And he was he was still, you know, he, he was still alive. He was laying there. And uh Travis is like, okay, he said this just you know be calm here and and you know Let's get another shot at him. And so so I took another shot at him and he was kind of in some laurel and I missed him again. <laughs> so to make a long story short, the fifth shot got him. And I and uh, so and I was never so happy because I tell you, Travis, that was a pretty mountain bird, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Something, you know, uh, something that's always kind of that I remember off that hunt too was when we was looking for that bird that but right as the fourth and fifth shot there and we was looking for him, you know, that time of year birds usually got a uh red, white and blue head, you know. But he had done tucked his his head for one was dark, dark, dark red. There was no other no blue, no no white at all. It was dark, dark, dark red. And he had done tucked all his white on his wings underneath of him. And it just looked like a, a black blob right there. And he was in some shadows, too. That probably made a difference. But it was just neat how that, that turkey could just disappear right there and change the colors to, to how he needed to be to hopefully be able to survive, you know. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you put the wall up on him there. But, yeah, he was a <laughs> heck of a mountain turkey. He was. He was beautiful. And, and you know, Travis, you know, I were talking that, that day, and I never will forget him. It's one of my most – one of my most memorable turkey hunts ever. I will, I will tell you, and uh, and thank you so much for all, everything and all the effort that you did because it was, uh, it turned into a hard hunt. It turned in from five yards to a really hard hunt. And uh, but you know, the will to live is a powerful thing. And you know, it goes back to what you said with that bird man. He, uh, you know, he knew what to do to camouflage and protect himself. He knew we were tracking him and. Uh, yeah, it was just yeah. awesome to see, and you know, and awesome to experience. So, I, it, I've I've been on a, a handful of turkey hunts with that right there. That and that is definitely top five, if not top three. <laughs> <laughs> this this day and age, that'd have been a that'd have been a hundred dollars worth of shells shot at that turkey. Oh my gosh! Yes, you're right. You're exactly right. It's uh, you know, and that bird is um, is mounted in my in my house in my man cave and my my wife had a made a special spot for him 
And, you know, I always, uh, every time anybody comes over, I still tell my sons, you know, about that hunt, you know, when we were up there watching TV or whatever, and that gobbler's hanging up there. And I, I just love telling the story. And it was, uh, it was such a, such a great hunt, man. And I, I tell you, you know, after that, Travis, over the years, we had a lot of great hunts together, uh, you and myself and, uh, and our friend Garrett Ball from West Virginia, um, just, just such great hunts we've had. Absolutely, we we've had great hunts. We've had a lot of great meals too. We sure have. It, it, we always said in hunting camp, if we don't kill nothing, we're going to eat good. And, that, and that's one thing about, especially with Garrett Ball around, you're going to eat good because I tell you what, now that boy can cook. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I, I will- him that but yeah yes all i know now we can't make his head swell but he is uh he's a true american west virginia boy and he is he was he is a a, a master behind the grill that's for sure so but, knows uh, what he's doing. he does that's right uh, travis so you this year and uh you know i'd so happy for you uh, to go into this story that we're get, you're getting ready to tell. Um, man, I know from the beginning of the year how, how hard you hunted this buck that you're getting ready to tell about and the effort that went into it and the area that it's in that is archery only in West Virginia. And, man, when you sent me that picture, I was in Kentucky and I was jumping up and down for you. So, uh, so tell everybody about the buck this year. Well, this, uh, <clears throat> the one I got, honest to goodness, was not the one that I was after, but the one I got was definitely not one that I was going to pass either. Um, I'm, I'm going to start the story as far as, uh, the one I was hunting and I'll end up in the one I got. Uh, the one I'm that I was hunting. Um, in, in this area, you can only kill one buck. Um, and it is bow hunting only, like you said, Mark, it's, um, been that way, if I'm not mistaken, for like over 30 years. Um, you can only kill one buck and one doe. And, uh, so, you know, I kind of, I kind of look at this, this hunt as a, uh, you know, the, the time that I get to go up there is I'm going to go, go big or go home, you know, and, uh, well, we've I've been on this property for three years now, and this buck that I've been chasing um, last year and this year, uh, he's been seen one time by by a human or or our group anyways, one time by us, and that was me on November twenty third or uh, December twenty third last year. Um, and if if you remember, that was in that cold snap when it was. Uh, 20 and 30 mile an hour winds and, and negative uh, temperatures. Yep. Um, I sat in the ground blind for two days. Uh, first day wasn't that bad. Well, that night I woke up and there was three inches of snow on the ground and there was uh, 20 and 30 mile an hour winds. I went and sat in that blind from daylight to dark and he come in right at the edge of dark and I missed him. That's the only time that I've ever... Uh, that anybody's ever seen this year. If we didn't have trail cameras out, we'd never know he, he was out there. Um, so that was last year going into this year. You know, I mean, I hunted him hard last year. I probably hunted him, I'm going to say 25 days probably, give or take a little bit. 
Um, and the, and the only time I seen him was that that one <laughs> one evening at the end of the season. Um, going in this year, uh, I felt like I didn't play my cards right the year before, and um, that I I was hunting him where I wanted to hunt rather than where he was going to be. So I tried to change that up this year, and I moved a bunch of cameras, and man, got a lot of pictures on him, and he he grew some, and just a, a beautiful um, Southwest Virginia buck. I mean, he mainframe eight with split G twos on both sides. Just a just a beautiful deer. Um, anyways, hunted him hard. Went there opening weekend, and every weekend following up until the the buck I ended up killing, um, and still never laid eyes on. Had uh, I'd, I'd hunt an area and I'd do some scouting and I'd move a camera and then I would leave and he'd show up on camera. Um, did have a close call with him one one evening um, uh, in West Virginia. You're able to feed the deer and we <clears throat> try to keep a regimen through hunting season and through the off season during the winter to keep them keep them healthy. Uh, we feed the deer and then. Uh, and sometimes we'll hunt over him. Well, I had been paying attention and, and documenting the days and that he would come in to certain areas or, or certain cameras and uh, noticed that he moved really good before uh, uh, before a cold front hit. Um, on the day of that, it got really cold. Well, this was the third time of a cold front, and I'd hunted the other ones, and I never hunted that spot. So I knew on that third one, that's where I needed to be. Well, I was there. And seen uh, seen several deer, and there were some buddies down there hunting. Well, it was getting dark. I said, "Hey, I said if I'm not down, I said you come and uh, run these deer off." And I said, "I'll I'll get down and go back to camp with you." And I had some deer come in right at dark, and and I had some does right underneath of me, and um, and right at the edge of dark. I mean, I can't see. I can see a body. I can't see racks. I can just see a body. I see a deer come in, and these does leave off, and I mean it's. 10, 12 yards right below me. Um, so next morning I happened to check my, my trail camera app and uh, lo and behold, that big son of a gun was standing 10 and 12 yards underneath of me for 15 minutes after dark oh while I was waiting for my <laughs> to come and get me. But I, I had no clue, you know, and it, it was just, it was nice to know that I was that close to him. Um, but then it just still, it's like, He's, he's just, he's a ghost, man. I mean, I, I love hunting him. He's, he's, <laughs> he's got one over on me one too many times, but it's, he didn't get that big by being dumb, you know? No, that's true. And, 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 you know, kudos to you, you know, uh, Travis, I was, I was out in Western Kentucky week before last with Mark Knight and, uh, you know, Mark and I were talking and, we were talking about mature bucks and, and you know, how, how you hunt them and, and how hard it is. And it, it goes to show how, you know, how good of a hunter you are that you got that close to that deer. Now, even though it was after dark, you did your job um, yeah. because, you know, a deer, a, a mature buck like that, man, if you're, uh, I mean, if you you don't know what you're doing, and you're 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 not controlling scent, and you're you're making the wrong moves with the wind in those areas, he's gonna leave, and you ain't never gonna see him. 
you got that right. And that was, I mean, 100%. I, I tried to play the wind every time. Sometimes I even waited for thermals um, to change. I mean, it's, I, I've learned a lot with chasing this deer. Um, I've learned that I ain't no good at killing him, but I, I've learned a lot of the, the area around and how things flow in this. And the area that I was hunting him is probably a 350, maybe 400 acre spot. Yeah. Um, and that's not his only spot that he's, he's on. But uh, there's several big ridges in there, and there's several different places that he can hide, and he's he's really good at it. I think he's got a cave in there somewhere. He just goes in there whenever I come down there. But he, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you've got to, you kind of got to think outside the box, and you can't just say, oh, well, I'm just going to go, you know. And then just like whenever you're getting down at, let's say, lunchtime or getting down at 10 o'clock to say move stands, you can't just say, oh, I'm just going to tromp up over the hill. No, you walk when the wind blows, or if the wind ain't blowing, you you stay there until the wind does blow. You know, um, or you take two steps and stop for five ten minutes. I mean, that's a little thing I've got to keep driving that in my head because if not, I'll be like, oh well. But you'll never get a chance at that deer if you don't stick that in your head and just keep keep replaying it. You know, um, but. Yeah, he he's and he is still running around. Uh, like I said, I, 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 <laughs> but uh, the morning the the morning that I killed the deer that I killed, I was going back after him. I was trying to make a change. I was getting towards the middle part of. Uh, I went down on I think it was November twenty eighth or no October twenty eighth twenty ninth, and um, was planning on staying I think till November fifth sixth something like that. And, uh, I was about midweek, I think it was, um, November 1st and I'm like, man, I mean, it's, we're just, I'm playing cat and mouse with this buck. Um, and I said, I'm going to, I'm going to have to really hone in on him. You know, I'm like, I, I was trying to be real conservative and I think I needed to dive in a little bit closer to him. It's like, he would always come out in the evenings. He would come out right behind me. Um, almost like he was following me out of there and I was in his area, but he was, he was just waiting a little bit later. So I needed to dive in a little bit further. Um, so that was my plan that the, I woke up that, that morning on November 3rd and I was going, uh, I checked my camera and I'm going, well, I got him at five thirty six o'clock moving around, um, from one of my stands coming back around these, uh, these ridges. And he was following a doe about five minutes behind a doe. And I said, I said, well, I said, I'm not going directly in there. I said, there's a thicket there. Hopefully he's going to go in there and bed. Maybe he'll keep moving around these ridges. So I said, well, I'm thinking on the wind. I'm thinking on uh, thermals. The wind was next to nothing, really cold. So everything's going to be pulling down the hill in the mornings. And I was like, I don't want to, if I drop off this, these, these, uh, if I drop off these ridges, my, and he moves below me, he's going to smell me. So I didn't want to just jump over the hill. So I wait to daylight to ease in. I don't go over the hill. I stay up on the top to make sure my scent's not going over the hill. I wait till the actual sun comes up and the sun is hitting me. Then you can feel in thermals start hitting and pulling up. Well, when they start pulling up, that's when I start easing over the hill. Well, I go to ease over the hill. There's a couple small bucks uh, 
probably a hundred yards or so below me that I see and they go to sparring and they, so I sit down on my butt and watch these two, uh, small rack bucks just, they just spar a little bit. They wasn't going hardcore or anything. And, and about 45 minutes later to an hour or something like that, they finally quit doing their thing and ease off down the mountain. So I get up and I ease down the hill there and, uh, I feel my phone in my front pocket just start buzzing. And I'm like, what in the world is this? You know, a couple of buddies was down there hunting with me and, um, nobody really close to me. Everybody else was hunting, uh, a, a little further away. They, they said they didn't have the patience to hunt, uh, hunt that big deer. They said there was too, too many to, to, to hunt and not have to sit and wait for one. I said, well, that's fine. Do, do what you like, what makes you happy, you know? And, uh, well, anyway, my phone's a buzzing. I, I find I just pulled off the steep part of the, the, the mountain there and get this flat. I pull my phone out. My buddy sends me a picture of a bloody arrow and a, uh, a bow with a, you know, with an arrow missing. And I'm like, oh, heck, you know. And I mean, I'm geared up and ready. Somebody shoots one. You, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm dropping everything I got. Let's go, you know. <clears throat> and, uh, there was another buddy that was hunting closer to him. He said, come get me. <laughs> like, come get me. And I'm like, well, heck, I've got a full wheeler here, you know, probably four or 500 yards away. I said, I'll, I said, just don't worry about me. I said, I'll be out there in a minute. And it's probably a 20-minute four-wheeler ride or something where them fellers were. So I, I climb back up that steep park, get back to the four-wheeler, and I'm riding out these it's a four-wheeler trail kind of rides around the whole property and um i got within probably 300 yards in fellers i was almost out there to where they was and i seen a i seen a doe i was like well, look here and i just stopped real quick and i looked and i'm like what's she doing she, she wasn't paying attention to me and i looked and i was like there's another deer i have a rangefinder i always keep my rangefinder in uh, in my pocket on my chest uh, some of my shirts have a pocket it's right there on your chest and i always keep it there Never know when you're going to need it, you know. I mean, I've tried to wear those chest harnesses with uh, binoculars and stuff, and it's just sometimes it's cumbersome to get them away. So I always make sure I got my rangefinder there. And uh, I pulled my rangefinder out, and I look, and I'm like, oh, that's a buck. I was like, that's a pretty decent little buck. And I didn't know how big it was. I couldn't see. It was, it was The sun was hitting him real good, but he was in some shadows, and there was a lot of, well, I was looking through a wall of briars. Yeah. And... Uh, I pull out my phone. It's, that's what I do. Usually when I'm, I pull out my phone because normally when I'm hunting that, after that one buck, I see a lot of other ones. I'm always pulling out and videoing and just, you know, learning stuff, documenting and whatnot. And, uh, I said, nah, I, said, I better put that up. I was like, I don't know what deer it is. So I get my rangefinder back out and look. Well, he turned his head sideways and I said, oh, I was like, that's that buck. I said, I know what buck that is. I said, I need to shoot. <laughs> I hop off my four wheeler. Well, then them deer start running. The the doe, the buck comes towards the doe. Well, then the doe starts running towards me on this other side of this wall of uh, it's, it's green briar and stuff, just total briar thicket. <clears throat> well, she starts running towards me. Martin, she comes right by me and gets about five yards up and stops. Well, she never even looks at me. Well, then she turns, and then that buck he comes, and there it's like a little swell that runs off behind this. Uh, behind these briars and he's uh 
Well, he he circles in behind her, and he's looking up over the hill and behind them briars with nothing but his, you know, that white patched up and horns, you know, and I'm seeing these horns, I'm like, goodness, you know. And I ain't got nothing to shoot through, and so I'm off the four-wheeler there, and I'm trying to find a hole. Uh, and he's looking at me. Well, she's looking at him. I'm like, well, she ain't scared. But I said, if I scare her, it's, it's over with, you know. And, uh, well, he keeps working back and forth there for a minute or two. And I'm trying to just trying to move slow and not booger her. And I'm like I said, she's five yards. Wow. Well, then, next thing I know, he moves and he's facing me. And I see one opening that I've got that's about two steps to my left. And then he, and he's, he's about 12, 15 yards in front of me. And he looked like he was going to come straight towards me. And I had a semi opening and I'm like, I said, I'm not afraid to shoot one in the chest with knowing how my setup is. I said, I'll shoot one in the chest and full confidence, you know? Yeah. So when he's looking up over that hill, I could tell he's wanting to come. I come to full draw. And here he comes up over that hill. And I just, I just did not. And I just, I don't know, something told me, said, no, do not shoot, you know. Well, he comes, he bumps that doe. Well, all he does is pushes her in the briars. Well, he turns goes right back off that hill and turns. Well, as he does that, that's when I take my two steps to the left in that opening. And he stops just as far as you can believe, quartered away in that opening at about 12 yards. Wow. I, I let her sink, and he run up on the hill and just stop and turn around and look. And I'm like, I know I didn't miss that deer. And I was like, <laughs> maybe I did. I, I grabbed my rangefinder right there on my chest. Boom, I look, and I see blood coming out. I'm like, well, he's hit good. And he goes to the wobbly legs, and he starts rolling down that hill. Buddy and I just give her one of them, you know, pump, tickle death. <clears throat> and as he's rolling down the hill, the whole time I'm thinking, I was like, these boys ain't going to believe this. <laughs> well, so I, I turn and he don't even quit sliding. I turn, run, jump, and slide my bow in the in the in my bow case on my four wheeler, and just keep on going out to the end. Didn't go over there and look at the deer. And uh, I got out there and I was, I didn't want to take anything away from my buddy. He had shot a real good buck. Oh yeah, I tickled out there to see him and seeing that buck too. And uh, got out there and I got my. I was getting my, my extra gear off because I done got excited and got a little hot. So I was taking some of my gear off there. And I get over there and of course we're hugging and congratulating on his buck and looking at it. And I'm like, dude, I mean, and it was a buck that we both had passed up last year. Real nice uh, mainframe eight had a uh, uh, couple kickers, made him a 10, but a, a, a beautiful buck and congratulating whatnot. And we stand there just talking and chatting. And I said, uh, I said, well, I did see a buck on my way out here. And they're like, did you? I said, yeah. I said, I pulled out my phone and I said, well, right here's a, a, I said, I tried to take a little video of him. I said, I couldn't tell much, you know, and I just handed him the phone. Of course, I mean, they're gung-ho about trying to figure out what, you know, what buck was that. <laughs> Mark and they're holding his phone about, you know, eight, ten inches from the face and they're looking and it's, it's a terrible video. You can see a deer and see somewhat of a rack, but you can't tell nothing. Yeah. And they're looking, and they're—is that a tine? Is that what is this? Is that? <laughs> and they're looking, and they're looking at me. And I said, "Well, I said, I said, whenever we're done here, I said we can go look at him." And they, what? Huh? What? I said, "Did you shoot?" 
He said, well, who is it? I said, I think it's that buck we, you know, we've been trying to hunt. The one boy that didn't shoot the buck on, on the end that I went out there, he was actually hunting for this deer that I killed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he tickled, buddy. We was jumping and celebrating and whatnot. And we're like, well, where'd he go? And I was like, I was like, he went over and fell over. He's like, well, what? I was like, I didn't even go look at him. He's like, you're kidding. I said, no, I, said, I just come out here, you know. They said they could hear me riding out there on the four wheeler, and they heard me stop, and they didn't know what was going on. And they was, they said they was wondering why I had stopped after, you know, before I got there to them. And uh, they said they didn't think nothing of it. And but <laughs> then a buddy of mine, he said uh, the one that had shot the deer, he said, um, he said. He said, I was wondering why you use a shaking whenever you use hand that phone. And he said, he said, I know it was cold. And he said, I know you was excited. He said, but I didn't think you'd be shaking like you was when you got out here. He said, well, that makes <laughs> so we loaded up his and then we went back out there and got the, I wanted to, to, to track the, uh, where I hit him at and whatnot. Of course, I know he's laying 40 yards over there to the left. I, I'm not real good at seeing, uh, seeing blood in direct sunlight and then boys of course they track him and finally I said, ah, let's go over here. So we went over there and buddy he was he is a very, very beautiful buck. Ended up he's got uh, uh a little over twelve inch twos and he's got uh I think it's like nine and some change or ten inch threes and he's got about a four or five inch four and real good brow times, good mass, long beans, just a just an absolutely beautiful buck. Tickled Tickled pink, buddy. Tickled pink. I said, you know, my buddy said, he said, man, he said, you know, he said, you've hard, hunted hard after that other deer. He said, sometimes, he said, things don't work out the way you want to. He said, but you know, he said, the good Lord said, you've hunted hard. He said, here's your opportunity. Take it or leave it. And I was like, you know, I said, none of these other fellas here are going to pass this deer. Oh, yeah. And I, I said, you know, I said, I've got a, why not? I mean, I, I'm tickled to death, hunted hard, and, and I'm, just thrilled to have him. Well, I tell you what, folks, he was a beautiful buck. That's for sure. And uh, Travis, I, I, I'm, I'm so happy for you that you, uh, that you took him. And I hope those boys know that they have a true, true friend because you went and got their deer first and let it all, <laughs> you know, let it all transpire. And, and that's, yeah. uh, you know, you never even went and looked at him before you took care of your buddy. So that's, uh, you know, man, that yeah. says a lot. So, Well, I mean, I, I look at it, Mark, as, you know, I mean, I I didn't want to take away anything because I was going out there for his deer anyways. And, I mean, I'm all about somebody shoots one last year. That's, you know, I said I, I didn't really hunt where I should have for that one deer. I spent a whole lot of time going after everybody else's deer because i mean the week that i was down there the 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 time that i spent down there in november last year there was uh i think five or six bucks that got shot in that time was well, as soon as somebody said blood was drawn i was jumping out of the tree stand going to help drag i mean which was totally fine i wouldn't change a thing right. maybe i missed at him last year but i i wouldn't change a thing i that's what it's all about spending time and those memories and I wouldn't change a thing, buddy. Well, I'll tell you, you know, Garrett, our friend Garrett Ball was out in Missouri during this time, and I was in Kentucky, and 
Garrett and I both killed. Uh, Garrett killed a nice Missouri buck, and I killed a nice Kentucky buck. <laughs> and, uh, so you sent us that picture, and I told Garrett, I said, well, I guess the West Virginia buck takes this one, right? Because <laughs> he is, man, he's a stud. And, uh, and man, I couldn't be more happy for you. And and so I'm so glad. And, you know, I know that you uh, you sent me a picture today of a uh, a buck that you uh you took back home and uh i know you rattled him in or you said you grunted him in and you know he, of course he's not the the quality or size of buck that that one that you killed uh in west virginia but man he that must have been a fun hunt too yeah that's the first time i've got to, to go out here in virginia like i said i've been hunting that other buck in west virginia and um I said, you know, I, and this week, this past weekend was the first weekend I've been home since seasons come in, really. And I hung around with the with the wife and the kids around the house and stuff. And uh, I, this morning I had off, and I said, I'm hitting the woods. And, and again, I was playing the thermals and stuff. Um, knew the the wind wasn't but wouldn't be blowing to up in the morning, so really afternoon, and knew that I couldn't get where I wanted to be until that thermal switch and uh i mean it, it worked out perfect but i've never uh i never did what i did this morning as far as grunting what i did and making the noises that i did just with leaves and then kind of stomping around and doing a two-step in the woods and that, <laughs> that buck couldn't resist buddy he was on the next ridge over probably i'm gonna say 150 200 yards away and i heard him coming on, on my grunting and he come right in there to me and is he the caliber of buck that I'd like to shoot? No, but by gosh, he got me. He got me excited, and it was a fun, memorable hunt. I mean, it was just how it played out. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I really did. It was, uh, you know, and it, that's what it's all about. Just like back in the day, whenever, you know, everybody back in the day, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, they wasn't worried about how big he was. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I, and I miss those days. And this right here was one of those that I just, I went back to my roots, you know, he was a good deer and he put on a show and did exactly what you'd want any deer to do in that situation. And yeah, he ended up on the ground at 15 yards and I, I dropped him where he, where he stood, you know, it was, yeah. uh, it, it was a great hunt. It really was, really was. And, and like I say, that goes back to old school, man. And there's, you know, we grew up. I mean, we grew up the same and, you know, that's just old school. It's how we did it years ago. And, and we didn't, you know, like you said, we, years ago, it wasn't about, uh, you know, the spread or the score or anything, man, it was about that hunt. And I, you know, that's so cool to, uh, when you sent me that this morning, you sent me that text, I, I was sitting there and I said, now I said, we got back to old school with this one. So that is, uh, that's awesome. So, well, um, I know you're going to uh, come down hunting with me after Christmas. Can't wait. And uh, Garrett says he's going to make it too. If uh, 
And I, I got on him a little bit today. I said, now, don't tell me and Travis you're coming. And then, uh, you know, you, you he, he's hinned up now on us a little bit. So, <laughs> but, but he says he's coming. So I can't wait to get all the, the old school boys back together, man. We're going to have a big time. And uh, I actually think my friend Wesley Hodges is going to come down and spend a few days with us. And uh, Wes is going to bring a couple of his guys with him. And, um, we're, uh, what we'll do is we'll, we'll hunt the property here for a few days. Wes wants to take a doe because he hadn't really got to hunt for the past three or four years with his fishing guide business and everything. So, but, uh, he's yeah. going to put us on the South Holston river here for a couple of days and man, we'll hang out here at the cabin and, and hunt and just have, uh, an old school reunion. So I can't wait. Sounds like a good time. I've heard, I've heard a lot about Wes. It'd be, be good to finally meet him. He's a good man. He's true American. So you will, we're going to have a big time. It'll just be, uh, yourself and, uh, Wes and Garrett and myself. And man, we will, uh, we'll throw, you know, we'll throw some good food on the grill and, uh, I'll have all the property set up and I'll, I'll play guide that week. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm looking forward to having you, man. And, uh, I can't thank you enough for being on tonight. Uh, really appreciate it. And then once again, congratulations on the buck, uh, you know, well-deserved. And I know it was a bunch of hard work to get him and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, congratulations again on him, Travis. Well, thank you, Mark. Thank you. And congratulations to, to you and yours too, man. That was a good one you killed out there. I appreciate it. He was, uh, he was a good eight, uh, and you know the one Garrett killed in Missouri was good too, but I'll tell you what, you guys beat. So, <laughs> but yeah, I can't wait to have you down. We will uh, we'll have a big time, and uh, and once again, congratulations on the buck. Uh, and I uh, hope wish you well with the rest of the season here. I know we still got some tags to fill, and uh, so we'll uh, we'll see what happens. And uh, good luck to you, and I can't wait to see you after Christmas. Yes, sir, Mark. It'll be here before you know it. And season's still young. We can still plenty of time to fill that freezer, and we'll try to get the kids out there and see if they can't uh, put a deer or two on the ground. So they're acting like they want to get out there, and I'm ready and willing to take them. So that's what it's all about, brother. That is what it's all about, right there. Anytime we can get the kids out, and the, you know, any child, youth that wants to get out and go hunt, man, I. You know that's that's what uh, that's what it's all about because it uh, it's it's old school and it and it sure does uh, uh, you know it affects lives that's for sure. Yeah, and that's that's something I've I've kind of talked to my wife about and my boy. He's you know kids nowadays. I mean, most of the time it's behind an electronic of some sort, and um, you know, actually he went out with me Sunday evening. And we went and sat, and yeah, he took that electronic with him, but he was out there. Oh yeah, um, you know that's and that's how you got to do it now. I mean, it ain't like it was when, when we were younger. I mean, you said, "Hey, here's a stick playing the dirt," you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, but it don't it, the the focus ain't there like it was back in the day, you know. That's right. Uh, but that's... yeah, just just being out there—that's what uh, that's what helps and you know and it ain't all about shooting the deer it's it's learning hey to, to to be quiet to learn the patience to um you know to hear the sounds you're gonna see you might see something that day that that ain't nobody else gonna see because they ain't out there that's right that's right a hundred percent whether it's a 
a hawk falling out of the tree on a squirrel or you know i mean it's it's just this is being out there you know and uh, exactly and it, it ain't gotta it ain't i ain't gotta leave with a kill i can see one bird and that bird didn't have to do anything but all i know is nobody else would have seen it if i you know that's right somebody what i mean look at each day as a blessing for sure that is true that is so true well, Travis, brother, thank you for being on. Man, I, th- I appreciate you taking time, and I can't wait to see you after Christmas. We'll have a big time. And uh, like I say, good luck the rest of the season, and hello to the family. And I will see you, uh, I think, on the, around the, the, the Friday after Christmas. Sounds like a plan, Mark. I appreciate it, old buddy. Okay, brother. Yes, sir. Good night to you. night, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Folks. You've been listening to the Bowman Chronicles podcast. Special thanks to Mr. Travis Belcher for being on for us tonight. And we will talk to you next time. Folks, I'm Mark Bowman, and you have been listening to the Bowman Chronicles podcast. We appreciate you being with us. And you can find our podcast on all your favorite platforms, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Amazon, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your favorite podcast, we should be there. So we appreciate you listening. Leave us a comment. Let us know how we're doing and how you like the podcast. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Bowman Chronicles. We appreciate you being here, and we will talk to you next time.